0: Hey, gorgeous, this is episode number 256, and we have the wonderful Judy Hoberman back on the show.
1: Hi, this is Judy Hoberman, and you're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy!
0: Well, I am so over the moon that I have Judy Hoberman back on the show today and that I can get some more of her golden nuggets for you. We will be talking today about why you don't even need to sell anything while growing your business and how that works. Judy Hoberman is an award-winning international speaker, a best-selling author, trainer, and leading authority on women in leadership. With over three decades in business, she combines wisdom and humor with her behavior-shaping insights, impacting audiences of 10,000 as well as small groups and even individuals through her one-on-one executive coaching and mentoring. Men and women lead, sell, manage, and recruit differently. And Judy is the master at improving performance and company culture, empowering both Genders to better support each other's successes in more productive ways. So I'm so super excited. Let's tune right in. Well, I am so super pumped. You are back on the show, Judy. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Yeah,
0: I, I just love our conversations, and you know the the value you deliver and the, all the wisdom, like what you have learned over years and years, like decades of selling. Um, in different industries. And mm-hmm. it, you, you said it so beautifully in the previous episode as well. It's all about that relationship building. Mm-hmm. If you really go to the place where you can give, right, even though you might be in that neediness, like you really need the sale, um, but you can transform that and you can come to why you are even with a customer because you want to serve, right? right? And you have this amazing gift you want to share then that's, that's a magic moment where things will change from being desperate to serving because you can't feel both emotions at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when you said that, something just just sparked a, a, a memory for me. When I first started in insurance, I was a single mom. And for me, I had that desperate feeling. I was a single mom. I was going to be taking this position, 100% commission. Um, and how do you support your family? So I'm taking this position and I take my kids to school every day and I drop them off and I say to myself, oh, I hate this. It's exa- every single day. I hate this. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Da, da 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 Once I got to the appointment, I was fine. But getting there was this horrible feeling. When I was, when I left, I was okay, but every day it was the same thing. But one day it was probably a month into this wonderful career that I was having. Um, I looked at my kids and I said, you know what? My one and only job in this entire world is to protect my children. And all of a sudden the desperation and everything flipped because I thought if I could protect my family, what about yours and yours and yours and yours? So I got in my car, I drove my kids to school. I took my rear view mirror and turned it to me so I could see myself. And I said, you now have the privilege of protecting a family. Mm. It was a very different mindset put the mirror back, drove. I was all excited. I, and my career changed in that moment. And even though I did have those moments of desperation and how do I support and so on and so forth, it wasn't the desperation of, if I don't get this sale. And, and, and to me, that was, that was the difference of uh, like night and day. So yeah. that's what changed my career.
0: Yeah, I I just love it. It's so, so powerful. And I, I see that and probably you see that too with your clients. Once you help them to shift that mindset, as I call it, into a sales success mindset, everything shifts. Yeah. You can absolutely. have a fun conversation instead of a sales conversation. Right. You're building a relationship where somebody at the end pays you, gives you money for all the value you are adding. But it's not that sleazy, slimy, transactional kind of thing right. um, that so many people, especially women, are afraid of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and you have to remember that not everybody's your customer. So when the answer is no, it doesn't mean they're saying no to you. They're saying no to your product or your service. And that's a big learning lesson because you always think it's you. Failure is an event. It's not a person. So if if it failed to go through, it's because of it it's the situation. It has nothing to do with you unless it does. And then you're, you know, that's a different story, but most times it isn't. And so you want to have a relationship with people and you want to be able to say to them, this is what I suggest from what you've just told me, here's something that I suggest. But like I told you before, I have walked away from many sales It, it just because it didn't make sense to me, but I've received so many referrals rather than the sale. And the other piece is we sold a very, very highly underwritten product. So if you were not like really healthy, you couldn't get through. And so one of the things, I mean, you walk in and you see somebody that's on an oxygen tank, you know, you can't write them. But I always continued my conversation. I continued with it as if they had the possibility. And then I would say, you may not be able to qualify for this, but I do have something else that would work for you. So I never just walked out the door going, oh my goodness, I can't even do this. I, I always acted as if they were part of my circle. Mm,
0: I love that. So it's including people. It's, you know, giving that being of service and helping mm-hmm. them to find the best way possible. And right. Then it's, it's up to them to say, well, I want it or I don't want it. But at least you provide that possibility.
1: Right. Right. And, and remember, you can't do this alone. So no matter what you're selling, it's not just you. So for me, I always had somebody that had a guaranteed issue policy. I had somebody that was, you know, um, uh, auto insurance, things that I didn't sell. So I had a team. So if I couldn't help you, I knew that so-and-so could help you or so-and-so could help you. So make sure no matter what sales you're in, no matter what you're selling, you should have those strategic partners available as part of your team. Because it's important. You can't be everything to everybody because then you're nobody to anybody. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> so, so true. So how, how do you handle rejections now? I mean, what, what advice could you give people who maybe cringe when they hear no or they go in and think, oh, please don't say no. Like, I, need, I just need one more sale to win that thing or whatever it is. Like, how, what advice could you give them so people could focus on what's really important?
1: So I would, I have a favorite four letter word. So anytime I hear something that makes no sense to me, like, no, I use it. And it's in my brain. I don't say it out loud. But really, I used to do with my sales team. And the word is next, 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 because this person wasn't right for you. But the next person probably will be. And you know, sometimes they say it takes 10 people or takes nine people. So you just say, okay, I'm on my ninth. and Here's my 10th. But I always use the word next. Not everybody is your customer, even though the people you think should be your customers, they're not. And the ones that you're not even sure should be, they are. So, um, you know, I just use the word next. And you, and, but with that said, give yourself permission to wallow in it for a minute. Just go, oh my goodness, I didn't get it, blah, blah, blah. Review the conversation that you had and, and see maybe there was a reason that you could have helped them and you didn't. Or maybe they clearly were not meant to be working with you. But um, I just use the word next. It's, it saves me all the time. You know, when my client, my uh, agents used to come in and go, everybody's a diabetic. Everybody has no money. Everybody this. And I would hold up the sign. Next. And so after a while, I didn't need the sign. I would just go like this. And they got it. They're like, I know. It's not everybody. It's just this one person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> wow. So we, we talked about it and, and you mentioned it in the previous episode that you had mentors. You had a coach. Mm-hmm. And it was very important for you to have a coach even though you had to find the money at that point, like what could you maybe is there like a book or something you could recommend for people that has made a big difference for you?
1: So I have been dubbed the question queen, and the reason is because I ask more questions than anybody else. And as seriously, I know people can't even imagine that I could have one more question, but a, the, one of the books that's really um, stood out from me because of the questions, it's called Power Questions. And it's by Andrew Sobel. And he tells you some of the questions that you hear all the time that you should not be asking. Like one of them is like, what keeps you up at night? That's a dumb question to ask people. He tells you that. So you don't ask it. But one of the questions he says that he just loves, it's one of his most power questions that I've used, because it Turns the conversation. It's not anything that's manipulating but it just turns the conversation I've used it with CEOs. I've used it with first-time salespeople and the question is what do you still want to accomplish? Mm. Now the reason it's so powerful is because most people don't ever ask that question and so when I asked it I asked it to two different CEOs two different days apart and Both of them said no one's ever asked me that question and they sat back for a minute and they said Here's what I want to accomplish and it was things that they had never said out loud. The conversation whoop, shifted. And all of a sudden, I was now part of their trusted circle, um, their personal board of directors almost, because they would say, okay, so what do you think about this? And what do you think? So it changes the question. So that's one book that really uh, was huge for me. The other book is uh, you have a picture of him in, right behind you, and it's The Go-Giver. Because yeah. I do believe that the go-giver is one of the most important um, concepts that you have to understand as a salesperson, um, actually any person, but especially salespeople. And I used to buy his books by the dozens and just hand them out to people and say, you, know, you have to read this, you have to read this. I have a celebrity crush on him anyway, and he knows that, so, but it's okay. But I think that that is one of the most important um, concepts that you have to have is being a go-giver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just wanna yeah. mention because it's it's audio, so uh pe- people can't see that I have a picture of Bob Burke behind me. Right behind you, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> who, who yeah. only, uh, I had the honor that he was my episode number two and three. <laughs> so um and yeah, it's Bob Burke and um John David Mann who have written the Go series, and I highly yes. recommend it. I oh also my goodness. hand it out, I I give it to people and uh you know I have the links in the podcast episodes. I'm gonna link this here too. Um, it it such it made such a difference. It they actually gave me permission to to be a connector, because I always thought like in the company like if they didn't buy from me, well that's it like right? game game over. And um, by reading the book, it really shifted my energy, my thinking, right. and it it helped me to have a big influence on. The commission I earned and on the revenue I drove in for the company, because all of a sudden it was really about the relationship, not just the theory, but it was about the relationship, and the rest just came by serving.
1: Absolutely, and it's funny when I first moved to Dallas, um, all the people that I met in the beginning, everybody said, "I'm a servant leader. I'm a servant leader. I'm a servant leader." Now I'm from up north. We don't, we never use the term servant leader. This is you know going back a decade, and after like the, I don't know, the 10th person, the 12th person, I said, what is a servant leader? Everybody here is a servant leader. And the guy said to me, you don't know what a servant leader is? And I said, I obviously not. And he tells me, I'm like, oh, I've been doing that my whole life. I just didn't know we had a title, you know? And he said, oh, you know, so it was funny because if you're a servant leader, you're a servant leader. You don't have to announce that you're a servant leader. Yeah. And so that's not part of, your. yeah, I'm a servant leader. You know, it's like on your resume, what's your title? I'm a servant leader. That's silly. So you wouldn't, I mean, it's the same thing. You wouldn't say I'm a go-giver, but yet you are. I mean, if that book is just so powerful, it just changes everything that you think or thought. And I mean, I'm telling you, everybody that I gave the book to, they're like, oh, I have never, I've never read this book so fast. And I read it 10 times. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for bringing that up. And yeah. uh, you know, ag- again, one more thing where we are totally in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another fun fact about you is you love the Beatles.
1: <laughs> I do. I do. I love the Beatles <laughs> and, uh, and I'm a yeah. huge fan.
0: Yeah, I I love the Beatles too. <laughs> so, it's it's just so sometimes so funny like with some people you could have conversations for Ever and it never gets tired or boring. And uh, you're definitely one, one of those people for me where it's just super excited. It's exciting to talk about sales, to talk about what's possible, right? Mm. To give people that, that idea to plant the seed that sales can be fun sales can be easy. It can be done gracefully and you can do it with confidence. You can be authentic. You don't need to be like the next Wolf of Wall Street or Glarig and Ross or what, what, what all those boiler room uh, people. You can just be you. And you can love sales. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can love sales. Yeah. Talk, talking about that, what, what means heart sells for you?
1: So for me, it just means, you know, I have been selling probably 30 years of my life and I've never, ever, 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 ever sold a thing. And yet I was always the number one salesperson. And that's because I never sold anything. I loved having conversations. I love giving people my opinion when they asked for it. I loved going back and forth and and finding out what was important to them. It's all about being heart. It's about the, that you you really truly care about the person. It's per. It's you know. It's people centric rather than product centric, and to me, that's more important than anything. I can I can sell anything, but I don't. I don't sell anything. I really don't. I I offer an opportunity for somebody to be part of. Um, so I, I just think that you know. Heart sales has to do with the fact that you're not in and out, you know, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, get in, get out, get in the check, you know, that kind of nonsense. I I don't believe in that. And yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, it's like the best example of not what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I I remember, like, you know, and, and most of the time it's the guys who are super excited about all these movies. And I remember when I started my sales career, like you got recommended movies.
1: <laughs> like was one of them was movies
0: talking about it. So I felt like I have to watch it. Otherwise, I don't even know what they talk about. And you just watch it. Like I, I remember starting with Spoiler Room and then Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh. What, what is this even? Right. I mean, that's so outdated. That's but, so- it's,
1: but it's the same thing today, though. The same thing is happening today.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and I, th- I think that therefore people really need that different perspective, that movement that, you know, not just the two of us, but so many amazing people are creating that you can sell this, your heart from your heart, heart sells, like whatever well, you want to call it. You can be authentic. You don't even need to sell. You just need to invite. Absolutely. To that opportunity and everybody will feel great and you create a win-win situation. And that's when, when life business becomes so beautiful. Because you have friends everywhere and clients and there's not like this line in the middle of, well, that's my friend, never said friends and that's my clients, like everybody who gave me money for whatever I talked them into.
1: Yeah. I know when I first started in insurance, the very first day I went to the office, it was all men and me, all men. And you talk about boiler room. So there was the the phone room and everybody was in there and it was so loud. It was so loud. And you'd hear things like, so how much money is in your checking account? When was the last time you went to the doctor? What medication are you on? Blah, 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 blah. And so I thought it was like bowling. Like in bowling, if you're standing there with a ball, they stop. The people next to you would stop and give you, you know, the right of way. Well, here, if you pick up the phone, it just gets louder. So I went to my manager and I said to him, okay, so here's the deal. Um, This is how I'm saying it to him. I'm there like whole 12 minutes. Here's the deal. I said, I don't think I can sell like this. I I need a quiet space and I need to be able to, you know, talk to people and so on and so forth. But I'll always have 20 appointments like you're telling me. I will never come in with less than that, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, here's the deal, little lady. The first time you come in with less than 20 appointments is the time you're out the door. That's how I started my career. I don't even know what made me stay. Other than I thought, well, there's something here. It sounds like a challenge to me. But, you know, so it it doesn't have to be like that. I, I did everything from my house. I made more than 20 appointments a week. I was very successful. And once they started to see that I was successful, then they'd say to me, what are you doing? How are you doing this? How do you make so many sales? How do you? How is your business staying on the books? It was different because I was building relationships, even though I took longer, even though I asked a lot of questions. It was building a relationship, and that's what sales are.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. (laughs) And I remember, you know, I started out in that big office space. It's so hard to focus and concentrate. And so I got myself like a plant, I put it in front of me and I talked to the plant so I would not be distracted with all the noise around me. And I, that's a big challenge. So I'm yeah. very happy that you were able to work from
1: home. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't easy.
0: Yeah. It's a, like, well, it did, didn't work with this company, but um, yeah, nevertheless, I, f- I found my way through and um, yeah. Yeah still was able to, to create that massive success, but that challenge was a huge one. And I don't see why you would put, put people through that if there is another way.
1: Because that's the way it's always been done. There and, it is, right yeah. there. That's the way it's always been done. And it's, yeah. they're successful doing it, so why change it? Like Why put money in something that they're un- that's unknown? Why do you need to have a training program that talks about leadership? We're fine the way we are. That's the way it's always been done. Yeah, but, you know, today we see that, you know, they m- make less
0: revenue, like some of them doesn't, don't even exist anymore. That's correct. And, um, you know, people that put their hearts in, they have thriving businesses. I mean, you see that everywhere. And I'm, I'm so happy and amazed that this is actually a movement and people are really looking for these leaders in that space. And that's, that's just beautiful. It tells me it's time for change.
1: It is. And I still get the response when I talk about getting more women into leadership, qualified women, not just because they're a woman. And I'll hear, that's so cute, a woman's issue. I'm like, it is not a woman's issue, it's a business issue. And they're like, oh, so cute. I'm like, eh, next. Yeah. Right, next. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. So, do you, do you have like a favorite mantra or quote that you like to? Used to motivate or inspire you?
1: Um, well, my favorite quote is my tagline, which is women want to be treated equally, not identically, but it's not a mantra and it doesn't pump me up, you know, for when I need pumping up. Um, really what I do, I'm, I'm more of a music person. So when I'm driving, I play satisfaction by the Rolling Stones and it's loud, and people look at you, and they stare, or they look at you, and they give you the thumbs up, because the windows are down, and the sunroof is open, and it just okay. pumps me up, right? Yeah. So I, that, that's what I'll do before I go into an appointment that I'm a little nervous about. If I need to be calmed down, I play Andrea Bocelli, because it sounds like I'm driving through Italy, and I love that. So that's what I do. I mean, I you know, my, I, there's plenty of mantras that I could do, but I'm really more of a music person. Yeah. So you just have to find whatever inspires you to do the no great things.
0: Yeah. I love it. And yeah, let, let's send people to your amazing um, mini guide, uh, which, which does you, well, you say like scratches the surface, but I think people get so much more when they understand the concept yeah. of um, selling in a skirt, which I just love that brand. Um, yeah. Tell us about what, what are people getting?
1: So it is a mini guide and it is like a mini version of what we do in Selling in a Skirt, but it gives you all kinds of different activities and exercises and case studies where you can Take it and implement it today because I think that's the important part is being able to use something right away. Um, somebody said to me, I'm changing everything I do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Take one thing and, and work on it and see yeah. how it works for you. But it's, um, it's been something that we've used for a while and everybody likes it. So for us, it's you know just a great tool. And it, you can get it at www.sellinginaskirt.com forward slash special dash offer.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And I, I definitely put everything in the show notes as well as all the links to you so people can connect. And again, I'm, I'm going to say that again, like connect with Judy, right? You will love to see her content. She's really active on social media. You get like these little snippets of motivation and inspiration. So that's, um, that's definitely a person you want to be around if you want to up your sales game right? Because we all need these mentors, coaches, uh, and people that inspire us um, so we can get to that next level. So if you can't afford a coach right now, if that's not the time, you know, just connect and and see what energy comes. And maybe like one tip out of that little mini guide is going to give you the next sale and then you're in a different situation. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Judy. So, thank so you. That you took the time and, and shared so much wisdom. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you can really take these concepts, Gorgeous, and put them into action for you. How would it feel if you never... Ever sell again in your whole life, and you just have fun conversations and you invite people and actually convert them as happy paying clients. I love what Judy shared in this episode, and I hope you got a ton out of it. Just remember that you can change your attitude, you can change your point of view, you can change how you feel about selling in an instant. So in case you are not 100% confident and you still feel like selling might be something that's sleazy or pushy, I hope this episode has inspired you and that you are changing your point of view. Hop on over to com, find the podcast tab and Judy's episodes with the keynotes, the transcripts, all the resources we are talking about, her amazing free gift, and all the links to Judy are just one click away. And once you're over there, sign up for the empowerment notes. That's empowerment right into your inbox, where I am sharing with you all the updates on Heart Sales Podcast as well as some really cool stuff that I usually do not share on social media. And you will always be the first ones to know as a member of the Heart Cells community. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Please share the podcast with a couple of your best friends that you think could be supported in learning how to sell with ease, grace, and confidence, how to ask their price, and how to really enjoy sales, having fun, and growing a business. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.